jam. Hi <laughs> right, guys, this is Taylor with Millennial Mission. You're listening to episode four of the My Story podcast, where I bring on my good friend Trevor to do as we always do with these, to be honest, to be vulnerable, to share his story um, of his struggles and his journey of faith as well. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you guys to listen. Just so you know, you can also listen to this on our website, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Check it out. And let's do this. Okay, here we go. Come on, music. Let's go. So once again, yeah, this is Taylor with um, My Story Podcast. I'm with my good, good friend, Trevor. Again, we've already had you once. And yeah. it's, it's, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that's he was doing, um, that's the donkey from Shrek. No, I'm just kidding. That's the. No, that's a T-Rex. I'm the T-Rex from Toy Story. Is that is that the name of the the character? It's just, I think, it's I think just so. T-Rex yeah. toy. <laughs> T-Rex toy. Cool. Like, or it's the guy from uh, Princess Bride who's like, inconceivable. It's that same guy. Oh, it's the same guy? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So anyways, we brought Trevor. Um, yeah, just do voiceover this whole time. No, <laughs> no, but um, you guys will remember. Huge. You, you'll remember Trevor from our really, you know, really positive, uplifting podcast of suffering and doubt that we had in the Millennial Mission. Kind of like section of our army no we're not even that <laughs> podcast network you know we have like seven of them uh, whatever so i mean if everybody has the armor of god on then i mean that could be like an army i guess you know yeah sure we'll, we'll just let it die forever breastplate of righteousness so um but basically here trevor's just here um since this is my story podcast to share and i'll ask evan share his story but yeah in my story podcast it's really about being vulnerable and sharing from your life your story of your life, um, also faith within that. But yeah, Trevor, I guess just go ahead. Like, I guess, like, what were you like, I guess, growing up? Like, if you give a little snapshot about who you were. Uh, growing up, I was, um, I was a very, like, outgoing person. Uh, I was the kind of person, like, I was homeschooled, first of all. And I think this has to do with it. And uh, the fact that my dad was also in a Christian rock band growing up, uh, I was very involved with like people. I was around people a lot and it made me a very outgoing people. Like I love, and I have my whole life even to now, like I just, I love meeting new people. I love like hanging <laughs> like all the time. I'll just like meet people and just hang out with them that day and just like get their number. And I did that when I was a kid. Like I would just meet people at places and just hang out with them. And so you're like the kid in the playground who just talked to everyone. Yeah. Like I was, <laughs> yeah, I was that kid that would just like, I don't, I didn't really care like who you were or like, anything like i just i'm like yeah sure i'll hang out with you <laughs> and uh that was always kind of like my childhood it was just like i hung out with everybody i didn't really have i, I mean i had friends that, like i was better friends with like some people than others but i didn't really have like a best friend i would say i just had a bunch of like really good friends and uh that was me growing up i was just you know a crazy goofy kid and uh little I'm, trevor <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and I was kind of like that, like most of most of my life, uh, up until high school, actually. That's when most of my friends started kind of withering away. Everybody started. Uh, I think that's the, I guess, like quote unquote, judgmental phase that people go through. 
where people are like, oh, I don't like you because uh, you're nerdy or you don't do this or this and just very stupid reasons, really. So did you, so you went deep from homeschool. Did you like transfer over and start going to like a normal high school then? Uh, No, Um, I was in 4-H actually. Okay. Um, Which is actually how I met a lot of my friends is uh, in 4-H, like I showed rabbits and um, you showed rabbits. I show, yeah. What do you do with that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could I could explain it, but that'd take forever. Um, but it's essentially you just like flip the rabbit and you check their body parts, and there's also like a meat section where you you eat like, the rabbit. <laughs> hey, little yes, baby, I've been growing. Hey, <laughs> hey people, uh, we eat rabbits. Um, but you like check their quality of like their weight and things like that. Um, there's a, there's a lot to it. It's <laughs> it's crazy. But I met a lot of friends through 4-H because I would stay up at the fair all week. And then I would go to a lot of 4-H camps and stuff, too, um, where I just met tons of people. And uh, there's so many people involved that, like, there's always new people to meet on, on top of that, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how I met people. And then, like, I did uh, take classes in, like, pre-college classes in high school and Again, I was just I was very outgoing. I would talk to people in the hallways and stuff like that, and uh, it just it wasn't ever an issue for me. And that's that's always kind of how it was, you know. So you were like the homeschool kid that actually talked to people. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's amazing. They're yeah, like, you know, the they're sti- like, what? The You're st- homeschool. <laughs> the stereotype where uh, you know homeschoolers are shy. I was the completely opposite. People still thought I was homeschooled for some reason, but I was like, I was outgoing versus like everybody's like, oh, homeschoolers are so shy. Oh, they're so sheltered. That they're wasn't like, me. They're at like all. this kid's clearly never been outside his entire life. <laughs> so I guess for you, when you were in high school, what were some of the things that you struggled with? Um, for me, it was, I think, because of my, I think my strength of wanting to talk to people and like loving to meet new people. Uh, that ultimately was also my weakness, um, because like I, not so much when I was younger, it was more high school. I want to say. And I think high school probably because like I lost, that's when most of my, I lost most of my friends is I had this like tendency to where I, I felt like I always needed to be around people and I felt like I had to be like the funny guy of the group. So like if there's somebody else funnier than me in a group and somebody else, there people are laughing at other people's jokes. Like I instantly hated that guy. I was like, how dare that person be funnier than me? I'm the funny guy. I'm supposed to be the one that people are laughing at. Not that guy over there. <laughs> that guy. Um, and so my struggles was always like with that is uh, not getting the attention I thought I deserved. <laughs> yeah. I know we talked about, um, we were, you know, when you and me were talking earlier, you talked about how you always wanted to have a lot of friends, but you struggled. Like, even though you had a lot of friends, like you still felt like lonely do you think it's because maybe you didn't have many close friends or what do you think was going on with that um yeah I I do think it was because I didn't have a lot of close friends um I I you I think most guys would know this at least but there's always like that kind of like stereotype of like guys aren't allowed to um be emotional and they have to be tough and they can't open up to people and things like that and uh I didn't really tell people about my life a lot and part of it was like one I didn't really have a lot to talk about my life like I don't know like I didn't really struggle or like with things I guess and uh but like when things did I never talked about it I kind of just 
like shrugged it off and was like playing it cool. Um, Michael was like, oh, I'll just, I'll make a funny joke with something. People will laugh and it'll like, I'll feel better about it. And so I think like my, you know, like, I guess the best way to explain it is like, I would hide my, it's like things like insecurities or I'd hide like things going wrong in my life. I'd hide those with humor and I would just like mask funny things over top of that to be like, everything's okay. It's nothing's wrong at all. And I never like just opened up to people and uh, people never really opened up to me. Like it was kind of a, like a mutual thing. And I, I think that is like definitely part of it. Why? Yeah. I know for me, like in my own life, I definitely connect with what you're talking about of like, you know, not opening up with other people. And then they don't open up with you. And that's just kind of like this feeling of loneliness. And I know for me personally, you know, I had a lot of stuff that was going on in my life that I tried to, you know, handle, whether it was anxiety or, you know, maybe areas of sin or things really like self-destructive stuff. And I tried to take care of it myself, but they really like came back to bite me. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is a lot of my friends weren't uh, Christian either. I mean, I had, I did have Christian friends. But then I had a lot of friends who weren't Christian as well. And uh, for some of my Christian friends, I was too, um, their parents didn't like me because I sometimes said curse words or said some inappropriate things. And my friends who weren't Christian, uh, they didn't like me talking about religion about them because they're like, oh, you know, they automatically just were like, God's stupid. And they would insult me if I like talked about it. And so there's kind of a fine line there where like I just kind of felt like I didn't fit in in a way where I just kind of felt uncomfortable to talk about serious issues like religion. Like I I would love to be able to talk about my non-religious friends about religion and I would love to talk about to my non-religious friends like about things that aren't always religious sometimes, you know, like and I couldn't find that line. I didn't really have a lot of those friends. Yeah, and I, and I think that's definitely part of it is like I just I couldn't I felt like I couldn't be myself and uh eventually like I would say probably during sophomore year uh in high school um that's when a lot of my friends actually like a lot of them either broke off into like different groups of friends or um I just kind of started like slowly losing friends like, little by little and you know how I said like I masked my I guess the my emotions with humor is I would put my, my happiness almost into other people. Like my happiness was if I'm around people and making people laugh, then I feel good. And when those people weren't around, like all of a sudden, like I just didn't feel good. I felt terrible. And, uh, I, I mean, that's kind of just how it went for me. Um, eventually it, it came to this point where, uh, I mean, I most, like I said, most of my friends were in 4-H and, um, that's actually where I had met my, my girlfriend, like my first serious girlfriend. And we started dating like my senior year in high school. And it was one of those things where it just came naturally. So it was, it was awesome. Like it was a good relationship. And, uh, even to this day, like I'd still say it was a, a good relationship for the most part. And, uh, the only problem with that is that she, at the time she was kind of like the only friend I had left. And, uh, I, I kind of just like relied on her for my happiness. Not that like, I didn't care about her or things like that, but like 
she was really the only person I talked to anymore. I didn't really go out of my way to find other friends. And when I wasn't with her, I found myself just being sad. And so like when I was with her, I was happy. But when I was away, when I was away from her, I was, I felt just lonely and sad all the time. And uh, I think that's the first time where it started kind of to hit me that like, I just, I was getting maybe somewhat depressed. And it was, we dated, we dated uh, into college. Um, we dated for like almost two years about, and, uh, in college, I didn't really make a lot of friends either. Um, for like, for some reason, like, even though I was so outgoing throughout most of high school and when I was a child, college was a lot different for me. Like, I didn't really want to be in college. Uh, I thought college was going to be a waste of time, honestly. And I didn't really want to live at home either. And, I couldn't find a job to stay at home and I didn't want to join the army. So I didn't really have a lot of options. It was like, I can go to college or I can join the army and college just sounded like the better one out of the two because one of them was, Oh, I can still see my girlfriend if I'm in college. And two, like I don't have to move and, do stupid training stuff and wake up early if I go to army. Do hard stuff. <laughs> um, I don't want to be a man, essentially. Pretty much. Um, but I didn't. But when I was in college, I didn't make a lot of friends, and I it just I wasn't this outgoing person that I was. And I did have people that were trying to pursue me as friends. Um, two of them in particular, uh, Dave, my friend Dave, is one of my best friends now. And uh, my friend Zach, who's one of my best friends now, those those two guys my freshman year would invite me to go out places and like ask me to hang out all the time. Um, but that was more like, this, I would say, the second semester. So like the first semester, I was kind of just like, I'm just going to talk to my girlfriend. I'm going to go home every weekend, see her. And like I said, she was my life. Like I, I didn't have a life with other people when I was in college. I had a life with my girlfriend. Like I didn't care about all these other people, you know, I thought we were going to get married and all this other fun stuff. And, um, so I just kind of like gave people the cold shoulder, even though I did have people who were trying to pursue relationships with me. And a big part of it was, uh, I think I was just scared to lose people. Like I just, I didn't want to get close to people because I was like, it's going to just, I'm going to go to college and then we're all going to get jobs and we're never going to see each other again. It's like, what's the point of even making friends in college? Because, we're all going to be in different places one day and um eventually you know things with my girlfriend weren't going so well either we got into this like really big fight one day and uh I remember like she was she told me I'm not sure if I really like you anymore and I remember like instead of me trying to fix things I got just angry at her and I blew up at her and I said some things to her that I shouldn't have said. And I was just like furious. And I was just like, fine, if you don't want anything to do with me, then like that's fine. Like, whatever. I don't, I don't need you. And, um, I just, I, I didn't care. Like after that moment, I kind of started giving her the cold shoulder and I started pushing her away and I started treating her almost like a complete 180. Like I was saying things to her that a guy should probably never say to his girlfriend. And I was just generally just being kind of a jerk. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really proud of that, but it's just what, it's what happened. So eventually, you know, we, 
after that fight, uh, that was that would be the first time that I ever self harmed myself. Is I was just I was so angry that I just sat there and I just like punched this wall, and I don't even know why I was punching. I was just like punching this brick wall just as hard as I could over and over again, and I I just liked the pain that I was getting from from punching the wall versus the pain I was feeling from feeling like I was betrayed. And, uh, to me, that's, it, it's what made sense at the time, you know? And, uh, I remember like going into my room that night, you know, I was sitting there in my bed and, uh, I, I, had, I just got done crying actually. Like I was just wasn't feeling, I was sobbing and my roommate comes in kind of just like in the middle of it and he sees my hand and it's kind of all like bloodied up and uh he's like dude he's like what what happened you okay and i was like yeah i just i fell off somebody's scooter that i was i was riding around earlier and um my my roommate uh at that time his name was tim and he was very he was a very good guy He, he asked me to hang out a lot and stuff too and we hung out a lot but again like i I was kind of just like, I didn't, I didn't want anything to do with anybody. And, uh, you know, he's the kind of guy that probably would have talked to me about it, but because I didn't say anything, uh, you know, he just went on about his day, you know, he can't get mad at somebody when they try to help you. And then you just tell him nothing's wrong. Yeah, I know. That's definitely, I know times when, um, for me where it's like, I've like, why is nobody helping me? And it's like not reaching out for that problem. I feel like a lot of times that kind of just makes things worse because there's a lot of shame that goes into all of that um, as well. I feel like there's a lot because I don't have too much experience with self-harm, but I feel like, you know, I've had experience of, you know, feeling hatred like towards myself and it just like tends to compound and compound and get worse until you reach out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that, and that was the other big part of it is uh, almost like every I just remember that for that fight. I still remember the things I said to her. And I remember just like every day for like a year, I would go back to that moment and just wish I had never said any of it. Like for me, those were the, like I hated myself for it. And that's what made me like push her away. It wasn't even the fact of what she said. Like in most cases I would have been like, okay, let's work on this. But I was so mad at myself and caught up in myself that like, I didn't, I didn't care. Like I felt like I had betrayed her in a way because I had like, I just been a jerk and just not treated her right. And, uh, like I felt guilty for it. I was like, I can't treat my girlfriend like this. I can't say these things. Like, why am I saying these things? And I just like kept saying them to her though. And like, I could, I just kept being a jerk. And so like, it wasn't even getting better, but I was yelling at myself for it. And it was just like this process of like, I would hurt myself and then we would fight and then like I would get mad at things I said to her and then like it was just like this big never ending circle. And, uh, you know, eventually, eventually during the second semester uh, in freshman year, that's we kind of broke up towards the end of it. And uh, I guess that's when my I guess when my friends, I started becoming close with my friends. I had mentioned Zach and uh, Dave and I also had met another friend at that time. Ryan who I started becoming close with and that's when I started like I built friendships with them and even though I built friendships with them it was still kind of like I'm gonna hang out with them while I'm here but I'm still not gonna get close to anybody like I didn't I didn't want to get close to people 
Yeah, you're kind of just withdrawing yourself. Yeah, so, you know, eventually I remember uh, the next the next semester, like the next following year, sophomore year in college, I ended up being uh, Ryan's roommate, and Dave was ended up being my suite mate. So I was kind of stuck with them. <laughs> Didn't have a choice. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, it's like one of the... I was still feeling this way, but I was I was getting a little bit better with like hanging out with people and stuff, but I still was just beating myself up over like just like stupid things. I was like, uh, they don't really like me. They just they just know I'm sad and just like don't feel good and like I just kept beating myself up over these things. I'm like why? I'm like they don't want to hang out with me, um, or it was like situations where like they would go hang out with their like I would ask them if they want to hang out, and they would be busy like. Uh, Dave would be with his girlfriend or Ryan would be with his girlfriend. And I'm like, well, why can't they hang out with me? Like their girlfriends aren't important. <laughs> and I thought it was like, I was like, I'm more important than their girlfriends. I, they don't need to hang out with their girl- girlfriends. And uh, you're the center of the universe, basically. And yeah, no. And that's, and that's the thing. I was like, if I'm not getting attention, then nobody can get attention. Right. <laughs> um, and that was like how I felt. So I just, I remember like they would hang out with their girlfriends all the time. And I just, Though, and when they're with their girlfriends, I was like, I have no one to hang out with them. I'm lonely. Notice me. And um, Notice me, senpai. <laughs> and that was kind of like my attitude towards, you know, those things. Um, granted, they, they put up with it. And uh, I'm so thankful that, you know, like that we're still friends over these years because, like, I was a little bit needy. <laughs> um, but I remember there was this uh, fraternity in school. Uh, Epsilon, Epsilon Theta Chi, yay raw, yay raw, let's go. And uh, Ryan was, who's, he was my roommate, he was thinking about joining. And then both of my sweet mates, Dave and his roommate Chris, um, they were both in the club already. And then Zach, who I had mentioned earlier, was in the club. So we had like a whole just room full of guys who wanted to be in this club. And Ryan was like, oh, he's like, you thinking about joining any social, we call them social clubs, we don't call them fraternities at our school, because it's a Christian campus, and fraternities get a bad name, um, so he's like, hey, you want to join the social club, Bob, something, Kai, he's like, have you thought about joining any, and I was like, well, I have, I'd probably join up Santa Kai if I did, and uh, he was like, well, yeah, he's like, I was planning on joining too, and uh, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good opportunity for me to uh to, to join I was like yeah sure like why not people I know are in the club and maybe it'll be good for me and at that point uh I had kind of like forgotten about God and completely just like I don't care and uh, uh I, th- I thought maybe it'd be a good way for me to um you know start getting into the more like I guess religious lifestyle like Oh, maybe God will love me more if I do this kind of thing. Um, and there's points in time where you know I wasn't I wasn't actively seeking God, but I was doing things to seek God's attention. <laughs> so what do you and, mean by uh, that? Like it would do something where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go do this thing, and God's gonna like me more because I do it. If I'm gonna I'm gonna help this old lady across the road, and God's gonna be like, hey, you're a good person, add a boy, and he's gonna like pat me on the shoulder because I'm doing good things for him. And uh, really, I was doing them for myself, but I would, like, use God's name to do them. So I'd be like, 
I'm doing this for God. And I was like, I'm so awesome. And I was like, I'm doing this for myself because I feel good when I do it. And, uh, you know, it goes back to like, just like wanting to be the center of attention, you know, like I wanted to be the center of God's attention too. And, uh, so when I was joining the club, I had that same mindset of like, Oh, God will love me if I join this club because they're a Christian club and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, I remember the one night we're sitting there and uh, there's something just about Pledge Week that's just our our Pledge Week in specific, specific and I can't speak for, you know, any other clubs or fraternities or anything like that. But ours is so unique and just so, like, so amazing that um, you really become closer to God. You really become closer to the people you're with and it's just an amazing experience. Like it's, I can't talk too much about it, but it's to this day, it's one of the best decisions I made. But when I joined, I was joining for the wrong reasons at the time. Uh, but I remember that was the first time, like one night we're sitting there, we're all talking and we're like, Oh yeah, let's tell each other something that you struggle with about. And uh, at that time, my struggles were like, I was, hurting myself and like I had I was mad because me and my girlfriend broke up and um I hadn't really talked about that stuff with people and we all went around and I remember I just like broke down just crying I was in tears because I had never told anybody like personal stuff about my life like that before I'd never told anybody like things that were going on in my life and even though like that week was amazing but even after I joined the club, like I was still joining for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, even though that moment in specific was a life changing moment itself. Um, because like afterwards I still like, like I'm still close to the guys that I pledged with, but even then, like I still had that mindset of with God of being like, I don't really care if, I'm doing this for God or God's doing this for me. I'm doing this because I want to do it and because other people I know want to do it. And I want people to think I'm a good person and people think I'm a Christian because God will think better of me. And, you know, like just a big circle of like, I was more focused on what people thought of me and I wanted attention. <laughs> so eventually like I wasn't, you know, after being in the club and stuff, like, it was awesome, but I was still struggling with the whole, like, girlfriend thing, and, and, uh, I still talked to her sometimes, but it wasn't, they weren't good conversations, they were still poor ones, and, um, I remember just, like, I didn't care about school, like, I eventually, that semester ended up failing out, because I just didn't care, I skipped a bunch of classes, I would go to just parties and just hang out with people, and, uh, Generally, I was just, like, I was the example of a pretty bad college student. Like, <laughs> everything was, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I did bad. And so I ended up failing out of college, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, to this day, I still don't know what drove me to come back. Like, there's, I ended up coming back full-time eventually, but I left kind of school for two years, and I still had, like, not, uh I, I didn't uh, care. Like, I still was, like, I was going to school here and there, and, like, 
I was still like talk to my friends at school and stuff, but like I still felt the same. Like I was still kind of depressed. I still hurt, did things to hurt myself, and um, I still like wasn't very Christian like, and uh, I kind of just <laughs> was doing things to do it. And uh, eventually, uh, I started again. I was still living at home. A couple of years later, so I'm jumping like probably my. I was still I was still technically a sophomore at this time because I was taking classes part time, but I'm jumping like two years ahead. I started dating this other girl, and uh, it was probably my next like somewhat serious relationship. And uh, when we started dating, I had the same sensation and the same feeling that I had when I was with my first girlfriend. Where like all of a sudden I was like extraordinarily happy, and it's like my mood just like goes from zero to a hundred, like. It's crazy how much like you can be around somebody and your personality will completely change. So I just like I I was focusing all or at least I felt like I was focusing on this relationship with her. And uh, I was putting all of my happiness into this into this chick. And uh, sorry for anybody who gets offended by that. This this woman. And any and, chickens, uh, <laughs> and any chickens, chickens that get offended. Chickens, and uh, so I was putting like all my time and like energy into this woman, and uh, you know we ended up breaking up for some very stupid reasons, and uh, I remember like I again like I didn't even get mad at her, which, in all honesty, like probably would have been the right thing to do. I got mad at myself because I'm like. I'm a screw up. I did this wrong and this wrong because, uh, for anybody who's ever experienced a bad breakup, um, you know, both sides start pointing fingers at each other (laughs) and they go, well, I just don't like this about you. And I don't like this about you. And, uh, like I took that stuff personally. I was like, I, (laughs) I was like, I didn't know it was such a screw up where I had all of these things wrong with me that makes you not like me. And, uh, so I started blaming myself again. And, um, that's like the time from the first breakup to this one, um, hurting myself and stuff like wasn't necessarily bad. I would say like I did it here and there, but it wasn't something that I did all the time. Like I didn't think about it and, uh, like I just did it occasionally here and there. But like when we broke up, like it, again it went from like zero to a hundred and uh i think you've said this about me before where you're like when you do you're like when you do something you're like trevor does it hard he goes all the way <laughs> and um, of course <laughs> yeah, that was me with that like i like i just went from zero to a hundred so like i just started like i started self-harming myself and uh um in like different ways you know i had like a lot of knives i would cut myself with i would punch walls i would beat myself up emotionally uh which is almost worse than physically harming yourself sometimes and um god was definitely out of my life at this point like i didn't care (laughs) um i didn't really care about god either at that point i was just like yeah whatever and um that's kind of like what happened i remember like i would cut myself and because i wanted to make her feel bad i remember like one day i I cut myself and I sent her a picture and uh, I was like, are you happy that you caused this or something like that? Um, Which is like, 
over dramatic, like over the top and just completely unnecessary. Um, just a, and like part of it was like she she hurt me, so like I wanted to hurt her, and uh, so like again, like I just wanted attention, and uh, I started having thoughts of suicide, and uh, it was just it was rough. I, I there's this other there's this woman like right when like me and her broke up, there's this one girl that I had met, and she started talking to me instantly, and uh, I remember like. I freaked her out one day because I just like completely broke down and was like, I, like it was just, it was not good. I was just not in a good place. And like, I freaked her out. She's like, I hope you're not like super depressed like this all the time. Cause I can't deal with this. And, uh, she didn't want anything to do with me. And, uh, that was like the mindset I was at. So I remember like the part where I guess like it kind of turned around for me. And things started getting better, and it started getting more God in, in my life. Is uh, I I'd worked at this camp for a few years, uh, which is actually where I met Taylor. And uh, I'll tell you what, um, this part is actually kind of important for a backstory. But in between the years of college, I was working at this summer camp that uh, Zach um, he had actually invited me to. He had freshman year during the end of freshman year he had nagged me every single day I'm not even kidding he would come knock on my door at like random times during the day and just be like hey did you fill an application yet for camp <laughs> and I always found it super annoying I was like dude shut up I don't care <laughs> like I don't want to work at summer camp I hate kids and uh I, I ended up breaking and doing it so in between those years I was working at summer camp and um, when I was at camp, I actually felt good. Like I had felt like I did, um, before I said, where like all the attention was on me. I felt super happy. I loved being at camp and everything was awesome. And, uh, like I just felt so happy. And so there's one friend there that I got particularly close with at camp. Uh, her name is Danielle and we just became like really good friends kind of in, the, in between, I guess. And we, we talked a lot. And, uh, she was like one of the people that I was actually texting, uh, when I started thinking like that one day, I was just like, yeah, I've, uh, been thinking about like killing myself lately. <laughs> and, uh, she didn't know what to say to it. And she ended up telling my parents, which made me so mad at first. I was like, why would you tell my parents that? That's stupid. And, um, which, Honestly, like, it was kind of probably the best thing she could have done because, like, my parents, at that at that point, like, I don't want to say, like, I hated my parents, um, but, like, I wasn't, like, I was never, like, close. Like, I could have been closer to my parents. I just always chose not to be close to my parents. And, uh, but my parents were, like, so supportive. And I was just, like, so, I was just so shocked that, like, my parents cared so much like I was I was like I've never seen this behavior from you guys like what's going on um and even then like I that still took some getting used to because at that point like I had gotten more comfortable with I guess like telling people um because with through the club with Theta Chi and 
like through telling her and then like by talking to my parents about it, I'd gotten more comfortable with like talking to certain people about it. Um, cause I had people in my club who had similar issues and so a lot of us talked, um, even my buddy, uh, his name's Eric, uh, I remember talking to him about it too, and he gave me some good advice. Um, and he's a, he's a great guy. And um, so I was just like talking to people and just becoming more comfortable with telling people. And a lot of people don't know what to say about it because it's one of those situations where it's like, I mean, what do you tell what do you tell somebody when they tell you that they're cutting themselves or that they want to kill themselves, like? How do you approach that? And my friends did it and just showing me that they were there for me. Um, same as my parents. My, my parents did too. And I think it was like during those times, like I had my one friend, Ryan, uh, who was my roommate. I told him like, I told him and he's like, hey, let's go to church. And, uh, you know, I started going to church more and I started meeting people at church and, uh, like people, guys in Theta Chi were like, Oh, Hey, let's get involved in this. And all these like events, I started going to more, I started doing more like community service kind of things. So like, um, getting out to more, I guess like churchly places. And I started getting back into this habit of like, I'm making more, I'm making more friends again. Like I'm talking to more people, I'm meeting more people and I became more outgoing and I started getting breaking out of the shell that I put myself in in college like I started breaking out into the person that I was before like I was more outgoing and even the person that I was at camp because at camp it was very easy to be that person where like I'm out of this bubble and just like this goofy wacky person but then it's like once I went back to college it's like I'm back in my shell again and uh I started breaking out into the the person that I was before and wanted to be and I started you know, talking to God more and I started using my, um, my want for attention. I started to almost use that as a, a strength is I would turn it around on other people and I'd ask other people ab about them and be like, Hey, you know, like, where are you from? And, you know, like, tell me your story. And like, I'll turn around on them to where the attention's on them. And so I'm learning about them and I'm around people and getting to know people and become closer to people too. And building these relationships that made me feel like I wasn't alone. And I made things less about me. And I did that like with, through the help of just like friends and Robert was just praying and stuff too. Is just, um, you know, when you're self-centered and you become the person that wants to be the center of attention all the time, um, you know, it can't be about you all the time. And my biggest struggle for me was learning that I, I wasn't alone and I don't need attention all the time, but it's, it's such a hard concept to grasp sometimes because if you're not the funniest person in the room or, uh, if, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not the best dancer in the room, if like people aren't noticing me, then like that must mean they don't like me. And I had to convince myself that that's not the case is it's okay for people to be 
better at me and funnier than me at some things, that doesn't mean people aren't going to like me because I'm not as funny or I'm not as good looking or like whatever the reason may be. Um, it's just sometimes you, sometimes you can be the funniest person in the room and sometimes you can't be the funniest person in the room. But that doesn't mean that people don't like you any less or still don't think you're funny. And uh, I think that'd be like, and that's my story, you know? Yeah, thanks, Trevor. I, th- I want to thank you in particular just for being just really real and vulnerable because I know just, you know, especially a lot of things you shared, I mean, whether it's self-harm or it's, those are really hard stuff and um, I just want to really commend you for doing that. So thank you for being honest. No, thank you. And if uh, I, just, I just do want to say, like, I'd be I'd be willing to go more in depth with somebody if you're struggling with that, or if you want to hear more, you can talk to me. Um, just add me on Facebook, or you know, if you t- Taylor tags me in the pod the podcast uh, when he posts online, um, you can feel free to free to message me about it if you want, or if you have any questions, like ask me. Um, I'm very open about it. Um, but if you like just truly, if you truly do need somebody to talk to though, just seriously, just mess. If not me message somebody, just do it. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll have that contact info up. So that's it for this, my story podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the My Story Podcast with Trevor for just being real and honest and an awesome guest and friend. So thank you, Trevor. If you guys want to listen to the next My Story Podcast first before anybody else does, please subscribe. We have a link below. That's for EEPURL. Basically, it's to our newsletter. So we send out an email once a week. That's it. That's all we'll bother you with. And I spend way too much time on them, so they're really fancy looking. And then you'll get our podcast first before everyone else. And a great way also to stay, um, I, I guess, in the loop is to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, whatever works best for you. I would also want to take a moment to thank our supporters on Patreon. So basically Patreon, which is listeners like you, um, who basically they help us out with some money a month and they make this podcast possible. So I want to thank Daniel Boink and Libby Petrowski for making this podcast possible so that we can have better sounding audio and video and stuff like that. So if you guys want to help as well or just support us, check that out on patreon.com. We have the link below. And that's it. Um, we have another My Story podcast coming in a couple of weeks with my awesome good friend Lauren, who she shares about her story of coming back into faith kind of after college and how she balances like basically her exposure with feminism, her passion for that, and her faith as well. So it's a really interesting story, and Lauren is awesome. So check that out. And that's it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye.